I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the uh, MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps us out with uh, my, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, feel free to get online. We're also uh, broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. It's a Facebook Live broadcast. Uh, feel free to get on there and comment, if you might, uh, what kind of computer and operating system were you using 25 years ago when this show started? Uh, it's very interesting to me, considering the state is using a 40-year-old COBOL system, and they're looking to bring in experts. I mean, again, trying to find a, a COBOL expert is, again, trying to find someone who's still survived after World War II. Uh, they're dying off. There's, there's nobody left who does COBOL anymore, um, except for the state and a couple of large insurance companies still use COBOL, believe it or not. But you're not learning. You're not finding a lot of kids learning about pro, uh, processing or working within COBOL. Uh, so here we are finding ourselves with this disaster. And, and you couldn't predict a pandemic, I agree, but you could have predicted a 40-year-old system is going to have trouble at some point, some kind of trouble at some point. It doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Um, but clearly in our state, they didn't predict that. And uh, so I'm just curious as to what you're, you're using 25 years ago when COBOL was 15 years old here in the state. Uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Bob in West Hartford first. What's going on, Bob? Hey, uh, my first experience with a computer was in about 78 or 79. A friend of mine had one of those uh, Texas Instrument uh, game-playing things, and we did it on his TV. Oh, yeah. However, fast forward, I figured I better get into computing. So in about 84, 85, I went out to a uh, store in uh, on 44 in Avon, and they sold IBMs and uh, Apple computers. Yep. The problem with the IBM computer was you had to learn DOS, and being yep. lazy, I didn't want to learn DOS. So I took the Apple home, yep. opened it up, put it together. I had a dual disk drive, uh, five and a quarter inch floppies, yep. and started off from there. And nice. then eventually uh, went to a Gateway 386 because at about that time, that's when Microsoft came out with uh, 3.0, Windows 3.0, which yeah. was actually a decent GUI. Made it, made it a little more easy for those Apple folks who couldn't figure out the syntax of DOS, right? Exactly, uh, but it, no, no, it was actually uh, fairly user-friendly at that yeah. point, yeah. and it worked. 
Yeah. And then the only question is how many computers do you go up from there? 386, 486, oh, so I know. on. So, yeah. so I do have a question. Yes, sir. Oh, actually, uh, I, I think I started before, in computing before you guys were born. However, what I want to know is how do we safely get rid of old computers or notebooks? Well, I mean, there's safely and responsibly is the key, really. Um, yeah. You first want to format the drives unless, you know, I assume all your data is off of it, correct? Well, I no, mean? I have a number of uh, notebooks that still have a fair amount of data. Okay. The only one I try to keep is the one prior to when I bought a new one and I converted uh, data to the new one in case I needed a backup. Sure. So what you want to do then is take the drives out of the computers. You physically open up the computers and take the drives out. And you can right. go to go and purchase adapters that will give you both power and a USB interface. Okay. And you can, you can connect those hard drives to a current computer and copy over whatever data you think you need. That's number one. Okay. The well, carcass, I already have that. Okay. The carcass that's left without the hard drive, you can uh, – there's a couple places. Uh, we use a company called Green Monster in West Hartford. Um, you can drop off your equipment there. They're happy to take it and they'll responsibly recycle it. They'll extract the precious metals. And believe it or not, there is gold in them, thar, uh, carcasses. And, uh, with enough of the carcasses together, it's actually easier to get gold out of the old computers than it is out of the ground. Um, so you can go ahead and they'll, they'll responsibly recycle them after they've extracted what they can. And, uh, so Green Monster, I think most towns have a, an electronics, um, collection of some kind, whether it's in their transfer stations or at their dumps. So if you keep it and put it in those types of receptacles, they should be properly uh, e-cycled. The key, though, is to make sure your data is protected. So you take the right. hard drives out. Now, once you've copied your data from the hard drives, you then can, I would tell you, to take a drill or a hammer to the hard drive after you've formatted it. And uh, now you're fairly certain uh, that your your data is is uh, no longer on that drive. So I should just beat it to death. You can, and and you know what? We're all a little frustrated these days, so you might right. you know release a little frustration. Right. Great. Well, thanks a lot. Have a yeah. great day. You too, Bob. Bye. <clears throat> bye bye. Let's go on to uh, Mark in uh, Hamden next. Hamden, Mass. Yeah. Good morning, Eric and Bob. Good morning, uh, thanks sir. Thanks for doing the show. Our pleasure. <laughs> uh. And uh, before I give you the question, I had a 386 with 3.1, and uh, actually it might still be sitting in my attic somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, but that's what you had back 25 years ago when we started? Yeah. Yes, sir. There you go, yep. 386. Um, my question is, I have a, a laptop, and I'm the typical person that had the uh, Windows 7 operating system, and that's kind of gone away. I wish they continued it a little longer, but... Yeah, I guess I got to get in the modern world. It's a 2014 Toshiba yep. with an i7, 16 gigabytes of RAM. So I'm looking to buy a new um, thin style laptop. Yeah, and I'm looking at them, and they only most of them only seem to have like 256 for a hard drive. And um, I can I've looked up the hard drives, and you can buy even a one terabyte or even a two terabyte for a fairly reasonable amount of money. Well, so, solid state or standard? Pardon me? Solid state hard drive or standard hard drive you're looking for? Uh, solid state. Okay, well, two terabyte solid state is probably not that reasonable. That's uh, three or 400 bucks, I think. Hmm. It does sound pretty reasonable, but, that, you know, I agree with you. Uh, a lot of these laptops come with 
solid states that are too small. Um, you, I guess you could consider taking out the one that comes with it, um, but you could always look in the business side of laptops. They tend to have larger hard drives, so you can get 512 and one terabyte solid state drives in the HP Pro Book lines or Elite Book lines. Those are the types of laptops that we provide our clients. Um, but when you're in the consumer line, it might be harder to find because they're looking for a price point that's more favorable to consumers. Okay. Um, actually, that's where my my other question comes from. Can I buy a you know a good quality laptop, you know, similar to what I already have with the i7 and the 16 gigabytes of RAM at least, and and then upgrade the um, the solid state drive. Say I buy one with a 128 or a 256 or even a 512. Um, do they all you know are they all able to upgrade? Can you upgrade the drives in all the new laptops? Not necessarily. The bias may not understand that size drive. They In this day and age, they should, but I couldn't tell you 100% that they will. So you'd have to check the bias to, under, to see if it understands the geometry of a 2-terabyte solid-state hard drive. It should, but I couldn't tell you without checking that. Okay. I, what do you got, um, Bob? Any thought on that? I agree. That's the exact same thing. you got to look it up. Yeah. So don't assume. Never assume. Even with, with RAM and video and everything these days, you still can't assume it's it's going to work without checking. Okay. Um, I've had good luck in the past with buying a computer from, uh, laptop or computer from some of the independent companies. Now, I don't know if there's still anybody around, um, mm-hmm. but would I maybe do better going to uh, an independent company that, that builds them um, you know, locally here in Springfield or Hartford and mm-hmm. asking them uh, if they could just just build me one, uh, and do you think I could get it for a somewhat reasonable price? A building a laptop is definitely would be an art form if people are still doing it. We build our own business computers, CAD machines, and servers for our customers, for our business clients, but we would never tackle a laptop. There's too many variables and too many different levels of weight and, and uh, quality folks are looking for. So I highly doubt you'll find somebody building a laptop anymore locally. I would recommend dealing with a major manufacturer. What do you think, Bob? Oh, I agree. Uh, Intel had a deal what, about 10 years ago or so, 15 years ago, yeah. where they were trying to push this deal where you could build a laptop customized just like a desktop. But the components are so different, Yeah, and they're constantly changing. So We actually contemplated it, but we never did it in our practice. So I would say you're going to probably deal with a major manufacturer. Okay. Um, yeah. And what should I look for for an operating system? Is Windows 10 the only choice? It is. It, it's, only, it's the only Microsoft choice. You could still choose an Apple device. Okay. Or you could choose a Chromebook, but Windows 10, that's it. Windows, but the, the thing is, it's Windows 10 version 1909 is the latest we've, that, as far as uh, I, I, can, I can think. I think that's the correct number. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Mark. Good luck, sir. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to step out for a, a quick break. John and Russell, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and we're posting live. We're actually broadcasting live over uh, at WTIC's Facebook page. If you're getting the comments area, let me know what you were running 25 years ago when we started this program. Every comment helps so that Mark Zuckerberg then decides whether or not our, our little broadcast here should be shared more widely. Of course, if you share it as well, that'll help too. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Deb. I was having fun with that slug commercial. Of all the things that they could have picked for the uh, the thing that, that makes the kid go back to the forest, it's a slug. 
<laughs> That's a sense of adventure. Maybe a happy chipmunk or a squirrel, but a slug? I don't know. Didn't they see that poor guy who ate the slug and became like a complete vegetable because he ate the slug in Australia on a bear on a dare? I don't know. A slug just doesn't seem like a spokesperson for the for the forest, but that's just me. Well, the slug isn't going to run away. <laughs> no, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> it's a slug. Well, not fast anyway. <laughs> no, but oh well. I'm sure those most folks in the uh, forest service know what they're doing. Um, we're back here. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to stay, uh, stick with us. And then Dr. Lessie will be in with Healthy Rounds. So he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And, uh, of course, during this time, uh, it's very important. So stick around for that. And then, of course, you've got uh, Pastor Will will be on. And then, uh, I don't know, that other show? Is that, what is that, Todd is on? The other show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the and the rest of the WTIC shows for Todd. Uh, Bob was joking off there. It was like uh, Gilligan's Island was saying and the rest. <laughs> when, Todd, when Todd talks about us, it's kind of funny. Uh, but. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock and then stick around here at WTIC and uh, we'll do our best to bring you the best information that we can about what's going on. Let's go on to uh, your calls, though. We're going to go to John in New Britain first. What's going on, John? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. I have a Surface Pro 4 and what happens is if I put a full charge on it, turn it on a couple of days later and the battery uh, has dropped significantly. Yeah, is that like is that a known issue? Or I I did something quick online. I read up on it. I changed a registry setting where it changed my power down options from. Uh, it took away the standby mode, so now yep. it's only uh, shut down or restart. But it still has the same problem. And the only thing I noticed is when I turn my the laptop on or the the Surface Pro on, it turns my soundbar on my Samsung soundbar. I don't know if there's a. It's always looking for it when it's in off mode or something, but there's definitely something draining on it. Well, unfortunately, it is an issue. I think the uh, the Surface has had issues with uh, batteries, and um, and there is there are some Microsoft posts about it, and there's all their complaints about the Surface. Um, the question is, well, how do we fix it? Because they've had issues with the four, they've had issues with the six, they've had issues with the three. Um, your soundbar is a USB connection, correct? Oh no, it's uh, Bluetooth. Oh, Bluetooth. Okay. Uh, so you can turn off the Bluetooth, obviously, of your Surface so that it won't talk to that. If you're if you're trying to troubleshoot that, that's pretty easy. Um, the problem, I think, with the 4, though, is I don't think the battery is replaceable, right? Uh, I don't believe so. So this is a – Microsoft kind of followed uh, Apple in this yeah. and said, hey, those Apple guys are getting all the sales as people are buying them over and over again. Let's make this thing unser unserviceable. Um right. But there is definitely a battery drain issue. Uh, the Surface Pro is uh, definitely the Surface Pro Four is definitely listed on this. There's an article from Tom's Guide that I uh, found to talk about it pretty well. Tom's Guide's a pretty good source of uh, computer information when it comes to this stuff, and uh, doesn't doesn't sound like there's a lot of good answers here for you though. Um, right. And it's not under warranty, I suspect. Do you have an answer, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, I got one that says, uh, here's how to fix battery drain after shutdown on your laptop. Oh, for the Surface Pro 4? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that... Bob found a specific one possibly for you. Okay, perfect. But you said it was under warranty still? No, it's uh, not. It's not, okay. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. It, looks, it does say, hmm, it, has, it does talk about Bluetooth devices. It's hard to, to speed read and get some answers here for you at the same time. But it does. Does Tom's guide? We'll put up a linker for that, and we'll put Bob's link up here for you to see what process, what what steps you may want to follow to fix this. But 
I see it over there. It does look like he has some answers. <laughs> if it doesn't work, though, you're probably stuck buying another device. Yeah, yeah planned obsolescence there. Uh, they know they're a good business model. Yeah, it's a sad one, and uh, it's, it's an unfair one, and it really needs to stop. But I, I think with yeah. the newer laptops, we'll find that more folks are going to be looking for people to be able to repair these things. But we'll put a link up here right. for you. Yeah, because it's, it's not – I mean, the battery life itself, when it's on and running, it's the battery life is still good. So it's, it's just losing power when it's off. Other than that, the battery is working fine. It's losing the – yeah, it's, it's not hanging on to the juice while it's off. Right. But when I use it, I'll get, you know, I'll get a few hours out of it. Easy. That is bizarre. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it – well, are you sure it's off or in some sort of sleep? No, I, I do uh, power down, shut down, everything goes off. And like I said, I did the one registry change to it. And all it did, I noticed, is it took away the standby mode. So all I have for options when I hit power, I'm running Windows 10 Pro. Yeah. Uh, I have to shut down and restart. It took away the, the standby mode. Gotcha. Well, I'm looking here. They've had this issue since even um, earlier fl- uh, flavors of Surface, uh, where okay. it looks like the Surface Pro loses 25% of its charge overnight when it's turned off, as some of these people are saying. So it's oh, kind of ex- exactly yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, it's not that bad. It'll be, a, you know, 100% charge three days later, four days later, it's down to like 80%. That's bizarre. I'm sure it's doing something to help you. I mean, Microsoft only does things to help you. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm sure it's only there to make sure things are better for you. But uh, <laughs> we'll put a link hey. as to, you can read this article and see if there's any answers, and Bob might have some answers for you too. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. You're welcome, sir. Here, stay safe. Yeah, you too. All right, we're going to move on to uh, Russell in Enfield next. Hey, Russell, what's up? Is that my um, my computer doesn't want to wake up when it uh, falls asleep? I've uh, uh, tried uh, going to the settings, et cetera, et cetera, um, and nothing seems to work. What am I? Uh, what can I do better? Well, first, you can update the um, BIOS, the firmware of your machine. Um, so, based on the maker model, you should be able to go to their website and get the latest firmware because that's the thing that's doing all that sleeping and, and waking up for you. It's 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 before the operating system uh, that it has to talk to the hardware and say, "Hey, hey, buddy, wake up!" And I suspect your firmware is is old. Um, okay, do you know I'm, what you have? For a um, it's a uh, um, uh, Pavilion laptop. With the uh, um, uh, Intel Core i3 um, Beats Audio, it's a fantastic unit, but it just yeah. it, it's it's old and it doesn't want to wake up. It's old. That's the key there, right? So the operating system. Did you upgrade it to Windows 10? Yes, and yeah. I'm uh, I have it on, uh, and I'm sitting in front of it. Yeah. And I'm looking at you guys, and you're smiling right now. I forget. I don't know how long of the delay it is, but. What do I do to get to the uh, um, um, uh, BIOS firmware? Okay, so you want to go out to HP's site and look up that make and model of computer. It's a, you said it's a pavilion, HP pavilion? Yes. So you want to go okay, to their cool. site and look it up, and there might be an actual uh, part number on the back of the laptop that will help you look it up. And if they still have a site operational for that old of a laptop, they might have newer firmware for you to download. Follow the right. instructions. I I think unfortunately that uh, um, uh, it might be uh, um, uh, past uh, um, service. I'm, I'm at HP laptops torn ones at their right. site, um, and uh, I guess HP services is where I would be. HP support probably. Um, 
Okay, I'm at uh, support software and drivers, diagnostic tools. There you go. You're getting there. So just uh, look, for, look under drivers and see if you can find drivers for that particular model laptop. You want to find BIOS, an updated BIOS firmware for that laptop. Uh, okay, so would, would, would the uh, soft, uh, would uh, that be under software and drivers? Yeah, well, that's where I would have you start because if you can find the software and drivers for that particular model laptop, you'll have a good shot at it. We're coming up against a hard break here. Um, can I have you? Can I put you on hold while you do that, and we'll try to help you? What, what pavilion model was it again? Your product. So I got a laptop. So you go ahead and uh, and I'll keep on seeing what I can do. Okay. okay, yeah, but when you update that firmware, make sure you follow the instructions. You need it to be powered up or plugged in so that you don't lose battery while uh, it does the firmware or you'll lobotomize it. <laughs> gotcha. All right, sir. Okay, All right, good luck. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here, here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Leslie will be in with Healthy Rounds. Uh, so we, uh, we did put some links up there for an FM transmitter for Jeff down there in, uh, in South Carolina. You can get these transmitters where if you want to broadcast to a, like if you did a drive-in movie theater, uh, you can still buy these things and uh, tell your folks to tune to a certain uh, FM station within X number of feet or even in some cases, miles. <laughs> Depends on what you want to connect it to. Uh, and you can broadcast your own pirate radio uh, right there within the parking lot of wherever you're going to all meet. Um, let's get back to your calls, though. We're going to go to our resident groupie, Danny, in Glastonbury. What's going on, Danny? The first computer, actually the only one I ever had, was a, uh, a Sinclair ZX81. Wow. I'm trying to think of a Sinclair ZX81. How many years ago was that? 1980. 1980, okay. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. My oldest, you know, big iron type computers I ever worked on was a System 34 and a System 36, which when uh, the company I worked for was going to move over to more PC-based things, they allowed us to take them home if we wanted to. Uh-huh. And it would actually it would run so hot it would heat your house if you if you let it run. So I said no. I yeah, don't think my was, mom would let me do really it. This really pretty pretty basic it was english that guy clive sinclair huh. uh, was the guy that started the company and it was uh only um a one kilobit with onboard and then you if you put in a um cassette you could get up to 16 and uh you know it was only for um uhf uh i mean vhf tv with uh only a black 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 and white and hmm. it was uh, it was a cool little machine what, we, what were you using 25 years ago when we started the show? I, I quit after that. I, 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 went, I went dark. I went silent. Wow. Because I, when I had that, I, I had, um, uh, let's, I'm, I started to manifest thoughts of um, darkness. Oh, boy. With the potential of the machine or getting to know more about computers, I think I was slipping to the dark side. Okay. All right. And so I thought for my own good, I should disassociate myself with the technology, from the technology. I can tell you I wake up every morning thinking the same thing, so I'm just kidding. So, so until, I, until I got my Acer tablet, I didn't have anything in between. <laughs> Acer tablet, that's right. Then you upgraded to, to your yeah, Samsung. Then I got, my, then I got my, Sam, my Samsung that I have now. <laughs> and you stayed right there forever. <laughs> I'm just in my own, I'm a happy little clam in my own groove. That's so. fine. 
All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Danny. Let's go on to Mark in Bristol. What's going on, Mark? Mark, you there? Mark in Bristol, going once. Morning, guys. You there? Hey, morning, morning, Mark. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Uh, you're breaking up a bit. How do I sound? You sound perfect. Okay, great. Uh, uh, one answer and one quick question. Uh, yes. The gentleman that called in earlier about recording video. Yeah. I have a program. It's called Audios, Audios Tune Bites, and you can record anything audio and video right off the screen. Nice, so that's it. To, you, don't have, you don't have to worry about downloading any viruses or anything. We'll check it out, and then we'll put a link. Okay, and, it, and it, I have 2017. There is a 2020 version, but it's an ongoing upgraded product. So, Audios Tune Bite? Yeah, I don't know what Tune Bites means, but it's Audios, like the word audio, Audios Tune Bites. And I believe Bites is spelled as in digital bites. Yep, yep. <laughs> of course. That's the way we spell it. Yep. <laughs> we'll find it and we'll put a link. Oh, I see it. Yeah, very cool. Thank you for that. You're, you're welcome. A uh, quick Windows 10 question, as usual. Uh, yeah. I'll make it really short. Um, have two Windows 10 laptops. Uh, one of them, the better one, the newer one, uh, it just crapped out. So I had to reset it, which meant, I guess, it reinstalled the entire OS again because I was right back at the beginning and I had to call Microsoft to get it activated. I did that, got it activated, got it updated, and it's working fine. Pull out my second Windows 10 computer that I haven't used that much, both laptops, and now my login uh, password is invalid, and it says, uh, well, actually the message just went away, but it says you can't sign into your device right now, da -da -da -da. so I tried to select the PIN option versus the password, and it won't accept the PIN, and it's sending me off to, uh, just went away, uh, to some website somewhere, but it doesn't work, so I cannot sign into my original a Windows 10 machine with its original uh, um, login hmm. password, not the micro Microsoft uh, PIN. But this is an important bit of information. I've never had a Microsoft account in my life. Mm -hmm. Both of these computers I bought with Windows 10 on them, and they didn't have Microsoft accounts. However, when I reset the computer, wonderful Microsoft wouldn't let me set up Windows 10 unless I opened a Microsoft account. I came up with a PIN but now that's the be-all, end-all. I can't log in. Yeah. You might try disconnecting it from the network and see if you can log in on a cash, to, uh, cash profile. Okay. And that might let you do it. Otherwise, you got the Microsoft account. And when it was set up, you know, it, the first thing it wants you to do is either log into a Microsoft account, you're right, or um, create one. But... In the lower um, left-hand corner, in very small print, they give you the option of creating a local account. A local account, okay. You may have to, it might say, to join a domain, but when you do that, it'll get you in a work group, and then you can create a local account on the PC. But they want your Windows logon. Right. So now he can't get in. Is this the same operating system you're using on both machines? Like, did you purchase one operating system for two computers, or they oh, they all, all, each have their own operating system? Uh, they each have their own operating system and, and certificate of authenticity. All right, very good. So because you're locked out, you might be stuck with dealing with Microsoft to clear that, unless Bob has a trick I'm not aware of. I don't, Or you have to reload it again, well, wipe and reload it. 
the sad thing is that would be reloading it on the second computer that never had a problem. It's just that I made the mis- well, not the mistake, but I do teaching. <clears throat> I helped on it the community center teaching computers. I've talked to you guys a couple of times. Nice. And that, that's a computer I used to use. All my data for the scene, for the computer for the community center is on that computer, and I can't get to it. Um, yes, you I can. Call- well, I'm, I guess eventually I can, but well, you can take the hard drive out, put know. it in a in an enclosure, and then connect it to your other machine. And then navigate to the data and see if it'll let you see it. So if you do end up having to wipe and reload, you can you can take your data off of it because you don't have you're not doing a backup, I guess, huh? No, I wasn't wasn't doing no. Well, I back up the data that I need for uh-huh. classes and present presentations. But I mean, I have thousands of pictures of this, that, and the other thing, things I've taken apart, mechanical things. Just but the whole computer was running fine. It's just that I can't get into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's the, here's the kicker. I called Microsoft again because I figured they were so nice to help me the first time when it crashed and they, they authenticated it for me and so forth. Yeah. I have, to, I have to pay to even get to a tech to talk to him to fix this, and it's their fault. Yeah, isn't that great? Um, I hear you. Uh, however, so the first, the first lesson that you should probably be teaching, and I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but his no, backup no is the backup piece because yep. so people are listening they're like hey this guy's an instructor and he got burned too and so when it comes to your data this silliness can happen you know he's dealing with this ridiculous problem you could be encrypted by ransomware which is right. the same idea they they make it so you got to pay them to get your data unencrypted so a backup is your only solution um so you can yes choose to pay microsoft and and uh, they'll tell you how to unlock your machine maybe or they still might tell you what we just did and say sorry you locked yourself out of your machine we can't help you um which is possibly the case you may need to go uh to uh the if you use the microsoft live account go to well, that that's what, yeah that's what they're telling me you have to sign into uh, eric uh, bob i'm sorry right so what you need to do is go to microsoft live on a different computer and go to sign in. You can Google sign in Microsoft Live. It'll bring you to that login. And then what you do is forgot password. There you go. And it'll send oh. you an email. Okay. You know, and if you can use a web uh, browser or whatever to get into your email, you can get a uh, code to reset your uh, password. And then you well, should be able to log into your computer, assuming it's connected. Have- Will it be reading the IP address of both both machines? I have them both on now. One of them works fine, the one that I reset and Microsoft helped me with, but the other one I can't get into. It, how will it know that that's the one I can't get into? Does it have a record of that? Or it, it, It's not by IP address. They don't do anything by IP address. It's by your login. So you're going to try to do another password recovery, even though the password you're using you think is correct, but we're going to say you forgot it. Well, about... Uh, um, but, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Eric. On the password, I'm talking about just getting in, so people can't walk by the machine and use it. Uh, that oh, I didn't think the Microsoft screensaver password, that. like a screensaver that, password. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it won't accept anymore, and it wants the the, the pin, a pin. So I'm assuming Yikes. the pin was a Microsoft account number. I, I used that, of course, that didn't work. So yeah, I'm sorry. It was my screensaver password. Is that's that still a local password. Know? That's still the same yeah. local password. I'm sorry? It, it, that's still the same local password unless you keyed in a separate password or a different one. I don't think you can set up a separate password coming out of sleep uh, from a screensaver. I think you're still using the same local Microsoft password. 
So uh, somehow that's been confused, I'm guessing. Well, the, confu- the confusion started when they, they, they mandated that I, I open a Microsoft account while I was resetting up the new Windows 10 installation. Yep, no, and I hear you. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, I could change that password at will anytime I wanted, and I did quite a few times, this screensaver password. When I yep. leave the room, I did Windows key lock to lock the machine yep. and so forth. So it, to me, it had really no security at all other than to keep people from getting into the machine. Correct. All of a sudden now that machine's been like overtaken by Microsoft and its pin that I created for the reinstallation on the new on the better machine. Yeah, no, I got you. But the thing is you use the same account, right? So we're going to have to try to go through Bob's suggestion as far as recovering that account um, yeah. using the for, I forgot method there. Bob's right here. Got some okay. more ideas for you. Hang on. Yeah, once you're in. Yeah. Th- then you can go to the c- control panel and you can uh, reset that password, the, the screensaver password again. Okay. Once you're in, yeah. though. Yeah, but you got to get right. in first. You got to get in. Yeah. But it's, exactly. it's not the same password. I always thought it was the same local password, Bob. It's not. You can create a different password oh, for the my screensaver. Goodness, I've never done that. Oh yeah, I've got I've got three Windows 10 machines and they have all different uh, screen, uh, screensaver passwords. As a matter of fact, I'm afraid to look at the third one. I'm sure it's locked out, too. Yikes. You know? Well, that's up to you. I mean, I like to keep things simple, but uh, you have a little more trouble going on there, but you got to get back in the operating system locally. So we can try to put a link up here as far as how you recover that password, but you still may not be able to. Um, you might have locked yourself out, and Microsoft should not necessarily have a way to let you back in. Uh, even with paying them, I don't think they would have any way to help you back in. Frankly, they I hear can... what you're saying, but I don't understand how I could lock myself out when all I did was reset Windows 10 on a different machine. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Only... I agree with you, but you use the same password to connect, so I think that's how you did it. To... You're logging to in as the same guy. You're using you're using the same login, right? You're not logging in as you know Bob Smith on PC one and and Bernie Mac on PC two, are you? No, no. Yeah, so it's the same password. So when you when you changed it on the one, you affected the other that you hadn't changed yet. I'm are guessing. You talking about, are you talking about the, the Microsoft password, Eric? Yes. Because I never had a Microsoft password ever. So there only one exists in my name. I've, I've never had Microsoft passwords on any of my 10 machines. I've never had to because right. I buy them with OS all installed. I got so you. I don't, I don't see where they're confusing because the, the machine that I can't get to has no Microsoft password or I never never set one up through it. So the password was blank. You would just hit enter and it would come on? It would well, just I'd, have to put in, I'd have to put in the screensaver password, but at home I would disable the screensaver password again and all I have to do is hit enter, bam, and it comes up. So gotcha. I, just, I don't un- understand how it encrypted the machine that it doesn't even know anything about. It didn't encrypt it. What's that? It's not encrypted. Well, I mean it encrypted, and then I can't get to it now. Right. I hear you. I just want to make sure people understand it's not encrypted. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Microsoft passwords can be a big pain. Um, clearly, it did something, and I'm trying to – I can't think of how you would – it's hard to think of the ways you lock yourself out of a system and for us to then unravel it in reverse. Oh, sure. Um, I get it. But I, I think if you talk to Microsoft, you, I mean, you could. how much are they going to charge you, 50 bucks, 100 bucks? Um, well, I, I never got past the, the uh, automated uh, menu, but it's probably going to be anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, you can try them, but I don't think they're going to get you anywhere if you locked yourself out. Um, yeah. The other idea would be to punt, copy your data, format, and start over. You might learn something. 
Well, oh, I just thought of something, actually. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you get some long, long-winded callers, but I, I have put my own uh, SSD in this machine, and I cloned my mechanical hard drive. I still have the mechanical hard drive oh. with the ori- original installation. I might be able to plug that in. Yep. And what do you think I think I should do as my first attempt so I don't screw up and lock myself out again? Because once I get in with that mechanical hard drive, I think it'll see the IP address of this machine. It's not by IP address. It's not by IP address. I don't think that has anything to do with it. So I I think once you log in, you'll be all set. we got to go to a break. We're getting yelled at by Matt virtually. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. Good luck. We're going to step out for a quick break, and we'll go right to uh, MJ when we come back. Back. I wonder if Matt did this on purpose, this this, this bumper music, because uh, the poor guy locked himself out of his computer. He was his own worst enemy. I'm not sure if Matt was that cool or not, but um, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Then stick around. Dr. Lessie's up next, and uh, everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, and uh, we're also streaming live on Facebook still, I think, and if you could put in your comments, uh, your first, com- what you were using as far as your computer system at uh, the time we started the program 25 years ago because our state is still using 40-year-old COBOL to process uh, claims, and you would think 40-year-old systems would have been replaced by now. Just just guessing, just thinking about that. You would think that would be taken care of by now. Let's go to MJ. What's going on, MJ? Good morning, MJ here. Uh, I need to ask you a question. I'm going to buy a, a new laptop, and I wanted to ask you some questions about the optimal configuration but before I do that, I just wanted to slip in parenthetically that until two weeks ago when I retired, I was one of the last COBOL programmers probably in the galaxy. See, right? You guys are a rare breed, right? Uh, well, yeah. Um, but actually, there's probably more than you would think, but they're all uh, old codgers like me. Uh, you know, if you look in the, uh, at Da Vinci's painting of The Last Supper, I'm the guy in the back pouring the wine. Yeah, I hear you. Well, the, th- the thing that cracked me up was I wanted, it was one of, during one of the governor's uh, COVID uh, comments and, and uh, conferences. He talked about getting all these experts in. Or, I'm like, there's nobody left doing football. <laughs> I mean, what, what, who well, are you getting? Well, they're specifically looking for, though, are, are programmer, COBOL programmers who programmed on IBM mainframes. Right. Uh, and it isn't enough just to have COBOL. There's, you have to have all these other additional add-on skills like CICS and DB2 and TSO. Those are all IBM-specific technologies that work in consort with COBOL. Right. So, for example, if I were to throw my hat in the ring, if I wanted to – I just retired two weeks ago. Uh, Congratulations. probably wouldn't be interested to me because all my COBOL experience is largely on Unix. And before yep. that, the old HP 3000 minicomputer – I've done some. Uh, there is a version of COBOL that runs on Linux called Open COBOL, which runs remarkably well. Uh-huh. But uh, none of the other things do I have, so I probably wouldn't make the cut. So, can you give them? Obviously, I'm trying to be uh, give them a hard time. But can you, can you give? Can you give our listeners any reason why they'd still be running a 40 year old COBOL system? Why they didn't upgrade it? That you know, based on your experience. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to sound uh, snarky here, but it's because it works. It works. Okay, I got it you. Worked. It's proven, and there's a lot of business logic inside the code that has been time tested. You know, I, I know. For example, <laughs> yes, it has been. <laughs> Excuse me. It has been forty years plus. It's yeah, been tested. All right. Longer than yeah, it's at least that. Um, yeah. But it's 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 uh, there. I know there are insurance companies and banks and so forth. And some of these uh, algorithms can be rather complicated. Sure. In banks, we're talking about compound interest and stuff like that. 
Yep. So uh, that's all proven. So it all works. So, you know, some companies take the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Of course, you know, the, the other side of that is you're running on technology that's pretty old and, you know, probably expensive at this point. And being in, in, in the IT world, you understand disaster recovery. Would you ever counsel anybody to continue to run on a 40-year-old platform just because it works? Well, I, I think the answer to that is if you're running on IBM equipment and IBM is still willing to support it, then that's fine. In and they're probably paying a premium I, for that, right? I oh, would, no question. No yeah. question. Although, you know, some uh, support from Microsoft, for example, isn't uh, isn't really cheap either. No, it's but, not. Uh, Extended support gets expensive. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I think that's pretty much the reason. There's uh, some of the, People are afraid to go inside the guts of the code, especially if it's very complicated code. And uh, and change it now. Just as an aside, I also back in the '90s when I was running Windows for work groups. By the way, yeah, um, I worked for an aerospace company that did a lot of work in Fortran, which is oh, yeah. even older than uh, than COBOL. But uh, you know, you can get into very complicated algorithms using Fortran when they start. The, this company was developing composite parts for helicopters and so forth. Oh, so sure, they would, sure. They would be able to emulate uh, through Fortran. Certain uh, stresses on the on the you know parts of the helicopter, yep. and that's probably going to continue for a long time too. Well, NJ, I, w- I know you're not going to be able to get your question in, but I do appreciate your comments on uh, Cobalt. Can you call us next Saturday? I sure can. Yep. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I want to thank everybody for calling us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Matt for producing back there in uh, Farmington. I want to thank Mike for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, be here again live streaming next time. Make sure you post your comments and share it out, guys, because Zuckerberg won't share the live stream unless you do that. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.